0: want to talk about our opponent they're bigger faster stronger more experienced and on paper they're just better and they know it too but i want to tell you something that they don't know they don't know your heart this is patchwork heart ministries young catholics respond brought to you by breadbox media
1: now here's your host bill snyder Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and Thank you so very much for joining me today on the program. I am so blessed to have a wonderful group of listeners, and know that you can always reach out to us on social media. ...by simply searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry on any of the major social media platforms... ...Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. or even on MeWe these days. So uh, just simply search for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Interact with us. We always love hearing your comments and all of that. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves and our ministry today... ...because I have a wonderful, wonderful guest with me. His name is Stefan Smart, and he worked as a drama and English teacher for nearly 30 years... He also got involved in acting while he was at college and decided that it would be a career path uh, for him. And after that, uh, he also married his wife, Susie. They have three grown-up children, and uh, he lives in Southampton, Hampshire, in the United Kingdom. Uh, So, Stefan, welcome to the program, and thank you so very much for joining me today on Young Catholics Respond from all the way across the pond.
0: Oh, it's great to be with you, Bill. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Stefan, uh, I would just love—you you know, you have um, a wonderful website. Uh, and it's called im-mark.com, uh, and uh, it is a full performance of the Gospel of Mark from the perspective of Mark, Right. Uh, and it's just fantastic, uh, and so we're going to talk a lot about that, but before we get into talking a little bit about that, what I would like to do is just, you know, for you to tell us your faith journey, um, you know, and in however the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that for our listeners today, and whatever's on your heart, we'd just love to hear your faith journey.
0: Sure. Thank you so much, Bill. Um, I think the first thing I need to say is that I'm not a Roman Catholic, but I I do have a lot of friends who are Roman Catholics. And as you'll see, when I talk about my faith journey, I think um, we would find ourselves having much in common. Um, I basically was uh, baptized in the Eastern Orthodox Church because my mum is a Greek. Um, But although I used to go to the Church of England when I was a young boy, I don't think I had a sense of real faith um, and it wasn't until I was at university that something of a breakthrough occurred to me. And uh, it was my it was my girlfriend, actually, who incidentally is now my wife, who said to me, I, I want to go back to church. And I thought to myself, I, as far as I was concerned, that was the end of uh, our relationship because I wasn't going to have anything to do with a person who believed in Christ. As far as I was concerned, they looked they looked drab, they looked dull, they looked boring. It just wasn't for me. Um, but anyway, she did give me a couple of books to read, and one Saturday, I read these from cover to cover and found myself thinking, actually, there may be something in this, and uh, before I knew it, I thought, I better start praying then, and the way I prayed was rather unusual. Now I look at it, now I think it was rather like an examen prayer, (laughs) but I didn't know that at the time. It was basically talking about my day to God, I I didn't know whether God existed, you understand. I just thought he might exist. Mm. So I was talking to the ceiling at this stage. And um, I talked about every single incident that happened, right from the beginning, right through to the end. But as I talked, there were interesting details of the day that came to my mind, which I'd forgotten about, which seemed to me to to make me feel uncomfortable. Things I'd done wrong. And I'd never really thought those sort of things were wrong before. Like telling a white lie to a, a friend or... Uh, spending a longer time than usual, kind of looking at a, a at a woman's uh, kind of uh, figure, it, it just felt kind of wrong. And I began to think of other things that had happened in the less recent past. And more and more things came to my mind. And before I knew it, I was on the floor crying and saying, God, I don't even know if you exist, but please forgive me. And then in that very kind of, gloomy but kind of beautiful atmosphere, there was this sense of someone else in the room, something, a warmth, a presence and I knew I was being loved, it wasn't um, just some kind of amorphous mass, it was it was a real presence in the room and I heard what I thought was a voice saying, bless you my son the, the, I don't want to go on too long on this one story but it was absolutely revolutionary as far as my life was concerned the next day i went by chance i'd been invited to go to a church meeting and um interestingly the same thing happened that sense of god there god's love permeating everything and the people there were faith-filled um and there was a a guy one of the leaders who said um there's a story in the Bible about a guy called Jabez, whose name means pain. And he made a joke about this. And he said, wouldn't it be weird if your name meant pain? Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be actually quite an awful thing to happen to you? Um, and everyone was laughing at his jokes except me, because my name, Smart, means pain. Um, because I studied English at university, I knew the Anglo-Saxon uh, version of that. Hmm. Smet means pain. Pain. And then he said, "And God asked, uh, sorry, and Jabez asked God to bless him, and that's exactly what God did. He uh, he blessed him, and I remembered back to that previous night. Bless you, my son, and I knew, even though part of me resisted, that God was real, and that was the end of me living my life for my own sake. It was about giving my life to Him because if He was real, then He's Lord of the universe, and He's Lord of my life too." So that's how it happened. And every and I was 24 years old and my world turned upside down mm. in a good way. I told my girlfriend, she, <laughs> she was annoyed with me because I'd got there first. But within a week, I proposed and uh, we got married in, within eight months. Mm. And she's now my wife. We've been married over 38 years now. Um, wow. And I started going to church. Wonderful, wonderful times. Um, there's much more I could say about about uh, my life in church because as I said earlier, um, I, I used to go to, and I still do, I go to a, a, an evangelical charismatic church in Southampton. So it's very, very uh, perhaps different to, I don't know the majority of Catholic churches, I guess, But as I progressed in the faith, I found myself being strangely drawn to more contemplative ways of praying, and relating with God. And it was then I started reading a lot of the Catholic books that, you know, people, many people in your listener among your listeners will be familiar with. St. Teresa of Avila, uh, John of the Cross, etc. Ignatius of Loyola started exploring those ways of praying, too, and found them incredibly blessed, incredible blessing.
1: Yeah, you know, that's you're. Your story is is beautiful stuff, and I just want to say that. And uh, for for our listeners, you know, I I can certainly um, know that you have the charismatic dimension of your prayer. Uh, our, our listeners are pretty familiar with that because um, I am, and uh, my my ministry is a uh, a, a charismatic ministry. I, I focus a lot on the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. So a lot of the things that you are and you have experienced. Um, our, our listeners are familiar with because we talk about them on the program. And, you know, what I, what I really loved is how you said that uh, that moment was revolutionary in your life. You know, that is powerful. That is so powerful to have a revolutionary moment in your life where you just knew that God was real. And then uh, I love that story of the prayer of Jabez as well, or as you say it, Jabez. Um, and and that's a beautiful story and a beautiful prayer and it's one that's tucked away in the Bible like in like First or Second Chronicles I believe right <laughs> so, yeah so it's tucked away in the books of Chronicles and people are wondering where do I find this well definitely uh, you know Google it and look it up uh, because there is something very very powerful about uh, understanding what what that what that story is and it's just a few lines but it's very powerful so so wonderful that you um are able to um you know recognize and have that moment and that transformative moment of of god's grace in your life to call you to something greater so uh i I would love to know Stefan, just a little bit about um right after that event right after that event uh were, were there any things that changed for you uh, you know yeah. that that the outward expression uh, were there were there things that fell away from your from your life and then were there things that got added into your life and said now I want you to do these things
0: yeah that's a great question thanks Bill yeah a lot of things changed quite quickly um I, I, I immediately started going to church joined a, a, a this the same place I'd actually um, been invited to that, that night. Um, meeting with fellow christians um every every week and in midweek as well um becoming aware of um, what it meant to be part of a christian community um, but what was really happening what was what was revolutionary was what was happening inside me it was almost as if i had up to that point seen the world in like it was black and white but now i was seeing it in color everything had meaning creation had meaning. The Bible, which had been a book, which was on my top shelf and very rarely taken down or used, I opened it up and it wasn't boring anymore. (laughs) It had meaning. Everything I was reading had meaning. It was speaking to me. And prayer, uh, this idea that the person who'd come into my room was someone who wasn't just going to go away, but actually I could relate to. Not only at a certain point in the day, but all the time, if I if I chose to, unbelievable. And and the fact that he was kind and wanted my best interests, he's looking out for me. He loved me unconditionally. He wanted to change me too, So I recognised there was much about me that was wrong. And I mean, up to that point, I mean, I, I wouldn't have considered myself a, a bad person. In fact, many of my friends said, "You're a good guy, You're a very good guy." But actually, I knew very quickly that some of my activities and some of my behaviors were completely wrong. Um, You know, so the idea of my attitude to sex, for instance, was one of those big things. And I think um, I I just knew that I loved this person. He'd done so much for me. He'd forgiven me. Hmm. I couldn't do something else which would upset him or offend him. So that was that as far as I was concerned. And the other big thing that happened, though, was that I began searching and praying about my life. So, Lord, I said, here I am, 24 years old, and you've got me. What do you want to do with it? It's not mine anymore to kind of be in charge of. It's yours. How are you going to use it? What do you want? Mm. And that really is where (laughs) where I am, Mark, began. Not that I had that idea then at all, but. It was a big thing for me to know what God wanted. I remember, I remember one day, uh, one evening actually, I was going out with some friends in my church, and we were just singing carols around the local area, as in a way to try and communicate the gospel to them in a very kind of soft and, and um, accessible way. Just singing carols outside people's houses is a kind of tradition in the in, in UK. I don't know if it's the same in in the US. Um, but we did this, and I was a young Christian. I was a month old in my faith, and I don't know how you you can imagine this. I'm sure you can. These words, which I'd sung many years, had suddenly become actual, real words. Like, these words meant something. When it talks about Mary, it talks about Joseph, it talks about the baby, it talks about salvation, I now knew what they meant. And they, were, they meant so much. They meant everything to me. So speaking these words and saying them, singing them, I was completely exhilarated. Mm. And after the end of the carol singing, everyone went to someone's house to have some warm soup. But I couldn't do that. Although I stayed a, a little while, I was so on fire that I decided I was going to go down to the local park and carry on singing. I just wanted to carry on. I was so happy <laughs> with... What had happened to me, I'm so happy that I've met this God who who loved me in all the world.
1: That's so and, cool. um,
0: I just carried on for way into the early hours. Mm. And by about 2 o'clock in the morning, everything had become still, but I was still in the park. I mean, anyone who'd walked by at that point would have seen me jumping up and down and singing, would have thought, I was absolutely crazy, but I didn't care. <laughs> but by 2 o'clock in the morning, there was no one else around. Mm. And it was really silent, not just silent kind of in that area, although it was, it was more of this silence had descended. Mm. And it felt like um, God wanted to say something. It was a moment. And I found myself thinking I heard something like, this impression was very strong, I want you to go into the world, and I want you to tell people about the love you've experienced. And when he said, when he said into the world, I think he meant all the world. At least that's how I interpreted it. I want Mm. you to go into all the world and tell people about this love you've experienced.
1: Wow. That was it. So incredible.
0: And that made my life, that did turn, you know, overturn everything. I was um, a student. I was studying a, to do a PhD in history, um, and I carried on. I kept doing it. But that moment has changed my life because I've never forgotten it. It's always come back to me. Something about this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Do, and if I spent, uh, Bill, I spent 36 years working out what that might be, to be honest. Mm. I spent 36 years still trying to understand it. And it's only now, I think, for me, that, that those words have come into their own. Um, I could talk more about that. It's an interesting story because as soon as I finished my university, I became a teacher, as you said. And um, I loved my job. I absolutely loved this. As an English teacher and as a drama teacher, it was just up my street. And the kids loved me, to be fair. they they We really got on well. And I enjoyed that job for, as you said, nearly 30 years. But all the time, all the time, there was a sense there was more that God wanted me to do. It wasn't anything. What I was doing seemed so parochial compared to what I thought God had said. Yeah. And I thought and I would get very frustrated. I'll be honest. I used to get very frustrated with God, with my situation. At the same time, realizing how many blessings he'd given me through my situation, how much I was enjoying it, how much he was with me in it all the time. He helped me. He was he was he was was a co-laborer, as it was, Mm. as it were. Um, Nevertheless, there was this niggle and this kind of, I don't know, this holy frustration. I'll put it that way Mm. that never went away.
1: Awesome, awesome stuff, and and it culminates into this amazing I am Mark production that that you put on now, and so I want to talk about that. I've got to take a short break here, Stefan, but when we come back from that break, I want to talk with you all about this this I am Mark production that 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 I think really was the answer to what you were just talking about. You know that answer to that to 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 telling the world about. Jesus Christ. Uh, so we're going to um, take that short break and we come back. We're going to continue our conversation with Stephen Smart. Folks, don't go anywhere. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back here to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder, and today my guest is Stefan Smart. And uh, we're talking with him. Uh, he had an amazing faith journey. If you missed the first half of the program, uh, because you're listening to this on the radio, I encourage you to go back and get it on the podcast feed, because uh, it's a beautiful journey, a wonderful journey of how... God's love captivated him but um I it also moved him so powerfully into creating and uh this th- this wonderful on-stage presentation called I am mark and so Stefan I would love for you to just tell people about this it's a it's a um staging of Mark's gospel it's a it's it's, it's incredible, right? It's, it's like as Mark would be sharing this from his perspective. So just share with us how that's this it. whole thing came to be.
0: Sure. So, uh, yeah, I am Mark. It used to be called Mark in the Park and still is on days when it's out in the open air. It's basically the whole of the gospel spoken but also performed by one man. That's me at this, in this particular case. And that's, as I understand it, is exactly how Mark's gospel was meant to be presented. Um, not simply read in other words uh people most people couldn't read books in those days um it was told as a story and it was told from beginning to end not just in bits like we sometimes read it in Dutch, but right the way through and that, i think it's a real blessing to do that actually and it would be performed too it would be part of a you know a, a one person taking all the characters and, and as far as I, I i try to in some way replicate replicate that and it's been a very very exciting journey to do it
1: mm. that's that's fascinating so um you take all the different characters in the gospel and you bring them to life in a dramatic reenactment and reading of it what is the what is the reaction what is the uh, what what do people walk away with when they encounter this wherever you're performing it
0: Yeah, I I think that one of the main reactions is, and and people tell this me constantly, is I was there. I could see it before my eyes, even though it's just one person. And what would happen in my acting would be, as one character, I would be in one space, and then I would move to another one to be the person who was kind of responding to the first. But Mm. just that simple movement was so captivating the imagination, it seems, that people were actually saying to themselves, I could see it. I could see it as if it was really happening in front of me. And that's been the most kind of heartwarming um, kind of response of, of all. But it happens so often I'm beginning to believe it's, it must be true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what is it like for you, too, to to take on all of those different roles? I mean, if, even, even the role of Christ, I'm assuming that that is... Just such an incredible, um, powerful, spiritual moment for you.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I have so many stories. I mean, I think the the main thing is I see the whole thing as a prayer in in, in the sense that I, I'm i desperate not to lose contact with the Lord myself as I'm doing it. That's number one. And so I'm doing it for him in, in, to all intents and purposes. But also, it's been an experience where quite regularly I've been been overcome by these amazing experiences of god's love for me personally even in rehearsal i be times when i'd be bursting into tears because a particular word or particular phrase would hit me for the first time and i recognised god's voice in it for me personally as i went through the movements and did the acting for this particular part of the, of the of the story and as one in terms of the character of jesus i mean my desire and my directors helped me a lot here is to communicate complete and unconditional love to whoever Jesus talks to, even his sworn enemies, even his murderers. The, the 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 way in which he does things is always out of love. Even if he's rebuking people, it's always out of love. And I remember one particular moment, I was doing this performance in a high street in Watford in England. And before the performance, I'd asked, I said to, to God, I said, Lord, I know it's an awesome responsibility to take on your son as a performance. Please, can you? And these are the words I said Can you download as much of his personality into me mm. before I go on stage as you can? <laughs> and then I did it. I did the performance. Mm. And I honestly can say this I was so full of love for people, honestly. Mm. And there were people, one or two people, walking down that street who didn't like what they were seeing. And one guy threw a bottle of um, of uh, kind of fizzy drink right into the, air, the, state, the, the area of the performance. Mm. But my attitude was unfazed, completely loving. And more than that, the people who watched this, there were a large crowd who watched this, they could tell it, they could see it. And they were caught up in this kind of bubble of incredible peace. Yeah. It was the most astounding, Performance, it felt like. This is must be what it was like for Jesus Himself.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so incredible. Um that you know <laughs> you say can you download as much of him into me? And I and I love that. Like I just love that. You know, it's it's being able to um transform our hearts and minds closer and closer to, to Christ. Um and and being able to Put on a production like this that helps people uh, f- experience the gospel in an emotional way and experience the gospel in a real and and, and charismatic way is beautiful. So, uh, thank you for uh, listening and answering the the call placed on your heart to do such. Um, I I want to ask you in the few minutes that we have to close the program how people can encounter this. I know you've performed it all over the world. I know that you have. Uh, done this um, you know in many different areas I know it's on video but but tell people how they can encounter this and especially encounter it in person.
0: Cool so it is as you say on video so if your uh, listeners were go go to find cmax TV and search I am Mark on it on cmax TV they will find it there and um, it's the whole performance uh, from beginning to end all 16 chapters. And it's the most recent performance as well because of lockdown and the COVID situation. I haven't done that many live performances. So this is the the most recent one. Um, If you want to find out more about the film and indeed all about what I do, uh, you could also go to www.iam-mark.com. And there you'll see all sorts of things about, about what I, what I'm up to. But my hope is I can, I can do live performances really soon. I've got plans in my mind already. I feel really inspired to take those
1: forwards. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And uh, the website for people who are interested in learning more and booking this as well, it very simply, im-mark.com, right? And that's and that's all they have to do is go to that website, and they'll be able to find uh, all the information out, Stefan, correct. That's correct brilliant awesome well Stefan I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart today for coming on and sharing uh, your faith and also your mission it's been wonderful talking with you and hope to have you back on the program again
0: thank you so much Bill thanks again for inviting me I really enjoyed it
1: absolutely well folks uh, thank you for tuning in today and uh, know that if you miss anything or you want more information about our ministry as well you can always just head over to patchworkheart.org it's that simple Uh, But until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry.
0: To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.
1: Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts.